Welcome to Fundraising Stories with Female Founders. I'm Julia Elliott-Brown, the founder and CEO of Enter the Arena. I'm a serial entrepreneur and an expert in raising investment and business growth. Our mission at Enter the Arena is to empower female founders to fly through pre-raise and investment and onto the exponential growth of their business with investment expertise and business coaching. Here we share the stories of inspirational female founders who've raised investment to inspire you to do the same. You'll hear their honest accounts of what it was really like to secure funding, the highs, the lows and the challenges they experienced on the journey. And along the way, we'll discuss top tips for how you can be successful too. So today I'm talking with Julie Chen, the founder of Cheeky Panda. Now Cheeky Panda is a toilet tissue brand with a major difference because all of their products are eco-friendly, biodegradable and made from 100% bamboo. And it's not just toilet paper made from bamboo, but the company also have uh, facial tissues, pocket tissues, baby wipes, and they even have nappies coming out soon. Julie is a self-started entrepreneur with over 13 years experience in supply chain management, global sourcing, and digital retail. And she got all of that before she started Cheeky Panda. In the last couple of years, Julie has raised a total of two million pounds in funding for the business from two separate crowdfunding campaigns. So I can't wait to hear all about how she did that. Welcome, Julie. It's great to have you here. Hi, Julia. Thanks for that opportunity. No, no problem. And anyone who's watching the video, you have to, to see the picture of Julie with a, a picture of a great big panda behind her, which is adorable. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So first of all, I mean, what on earth made you get into toilet paper, you know, and, and particularly kind of bamboo toilet paper? What's that all about? Not, not most uh, young girls' dreams when they're growing up, right? Yeah, I know, I know. All our employees, like, graduate from uh, first-class degree from top university, come and join us and say, oh, I never think, thought that after my graduation, I was selling toilet paper for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Um, uh, we started this business uh, three years ago, so be- that was um, from a trip. I, I went to China to visit my parents when I was engaged with my partner, Chris. Um, so so to go up in Asia, I used a lot of bamboo products, and I, I, well, I was doing an online business at that time, and I saw I, I want to do something about uh, bamboo and just retail range of bamboo products so I kind of had this idea in my head for a while but I didn't really do anything about it and while we were in China uh, visiting my parents I suggested to my partner I said let's go investigate and explore this idea because it's it's in my mind it's not going away (laughs) so we uh, take like a three four hour flight to the west part of China where all the pandas are and then um, what we saw there is like bamboo everywhere around us and we took a four-hour car journey to to a middle of a, a mountain to visit a factory, and that's like bamboo along the way. It's three, four-hour journey. It's all bamboo, and what we when we get to the factory, what we learn is, uh, it's bamboo is like a grass, so it grows, it cut, it grows back, and it can be harvested every year. But only ten percent of those bamboo are used. Ninety percent was still surplus, and that's when we saw why are we cutting down trees? Why are we not using this amazing resource? And that's what really makes us to launch this business when we come back to UK. And that's all how it started. 
Um, so beginning of 2016, we registered the company the Chicken Panda Limited and so our first product on Amazon in August 2016 uh, and, then, and then slowly get some attraction from retailers like Whole Foods Market, Ocado and now we are in uh, Boots in WH Smith, uh, launching to Holland Barrison. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's I, I mean, I love, I love the name of the brand, Cheeky Panda, because it really makes you stand out in actually what has traditionally been a really boring market, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, nobody ever really gets excited about toilet paper, but now they can. <laughs> so, so interesting. So you started the business here in the UK. Um, and was that a real conscious decision to, to start the business here and, and then subsequently raise the funding here as opposed to elsewhere, as opposed to doing it in China, for example? Um, um, I, I, li I live in the UK and I, well, there's nothing like this in the Western market at that time. So, um, and with my background, so we can, I thought we can introduce this amazing resource and amazing concept amazing material to the Western market where no one is using it and the toilet paper and all the tissue paper is still made from trees which consumes 27,000 trees a day just on toilet paper. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, I think it's an important step for me to introduce these products to raise the brand awareness so we can be more conscious in terms of choosing products in everyday life. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing, actually, to think about. I've never thought about how many trees get chopped down for toilet paper. So when you when you wanted to get the business off the ground, how did you do it? I mean, one, I know one of the things you did was a um, a small reward based crowdfunding mm -hmm. campaign. Yeah. Tell us more about those those very early months and the funding journey. Um, three and a half years ago, the um, eco concept is still quite niche, so um, it's very um, for us, it's a bit. We, we want to introduce this brand, and thought um, crowdfunding is a good way to introduce it, launch with. Um, it's a good way of marketing, basically. The crowdfunding is not only about raising funds, but also let's get the word out there and see what people react about it. If people support us, that means this this product has the future. But if no one even want to bother them, uh, we have to think about a way to see if this, this is um, the right way to do it or not. It's more than validating the concept. But we actually overfunded quite quickly. So it's only 10,000 pounds to start. And friends and family put in quite a lot, of course, to start with. Uh, um, <laughs> um, but then the cloud followed, which, which shows us the public supporting it. So like give us confidence to move forward. That's really good. So you kind of got your friends and family involved as well as people. Yeah, that to, yeah to get, get started. Yeah, I think we work hard on families and friends first and then uh, they are very supportive. And so I think quite a lot of our friends are chipping to help us off, uh, get off ground on that campaign. Yeah, fantastic. And so with that money that you raised from the rewards-based crowdfunding, how far did that enable you to get with the business? Um, so that allow us to get the brand design um, to purchase first container products. Um, and that's really, really, that helped a lot. Um, to, it's the important first step because 
we at that time only just have a concept and um, we don't know how we started. <laughs> we don't know how to scale it, how to start, but that's an important step. Uh, it's only 12 and a half grand, but that really helped a lot. Yeah. And so in the early days then, where were you um, selling the product? How were you selling it? So we actually did a bit of R&D to sell it, just to make sure it, it complied with the UK uh, standard, because the system is a bit different in China and the UK. So we had to tweak it a little bit. So that takes quite a while, and plus get all the packaging and everything done. Um, took quite a while, so actually launched the first product on Amazon uh, in, in August, when we, uh, we registered the company in January and then start selling the first product in August 2016. So that's eight, eight months. That's quite long. <laughs> sounds, quite, sounds quite quick to me. But <laughs> I didn't have the first clue about how to make toilet roll, but then I guess your background gave you a lot of skills and experience in, in knowing yeah, how to do that. Yeah, get the brand designed and get the, all the logistics put together and all the partners put together, warehouse put together. Yeah, that, that took eight months. <laughs> so then you started selling it on Amazon and, and starting to see it taking off? Yes, so Amazon is, because we run a crowdfunding campaign, Amazon have a launch pad, which is for the new ideas, and that lots of people who discover, want to discover new ideas go to launch pad. Um, so that's how we, uh, we start with launch pad, um, that's how we get attractions, and, and then slowly Amazon become a very good channel for us. Um, what we, we launched kind of as an eco concept to start with, but then lots of people start to leave positive reviews on how it helps their sensitive skin and everyday life. And that's just not just like one or two customers, like there are a lot of these health reviews. So we, we kind of, we, we then start the uh, health survey on people who suffer from sensitive skin and, and over 65% say they, uh, uh, they get rid of their daily reactions to normal tissue paper. So recently we've done a, a um, lab test on, with SGS um, on people who suffer from sensitive skin. So that result comes really, really positive. Um, so what we found out is that it's 100% natural bamboo. There's no like fertilizers used in the growing process. It's all natural material um, compared to sometimes recycled tissue got um, you have to go through intensive de-inking process. You might have like BPA and stuff uh, in the paper itself. So it, that probably helped with the, with the health side of things. Mm. Um, and so we start seeing lots of positive reviews. Actually, it's not just an eco product, it's a health product as well. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> An unexpected benefit of your product. Yeah, yeah. and then so then we got uh, more and more people buy from Amazon. It become like a bestseller on Amazon. And now it's Amazon's choice on our like toilet paper. It's Amazon's, Amazon's choice and also good reviews on it. So um, that become, Amazon become a quite a good word of mouth um, uh, marketing channel for us. Okay, fantastic. So you were getting some really good traction on Amazon. Everybody was loving your product. So was that the point then when you decided to go out and raise some more money so that you could grow the business? Um, yeah, it's kind of going to this business was thinking a bit naive, thinking like um, maybe we just try a container and see what happens. But actually, uh, to play with paper, it, it does require quite intensive uh, amount of capital. Um, it's high volume, low margin. <laughs> so we figure out we need funding quite soon. And it's 
uh, Chris and me, we, we're doing everything to start with. We need help quite soon. Um, so we need, we start uh, hiring uh, someone to help. Um, so then we figure out we need more stock to, to serve Amazon's demand. That's when we thought, well, we, we, we need more funding. And that's when we started a crowdfunding, uh, equity-based crowdfunding campaign. So why did, you, why did you decide to go for crowdfunding instead of going to a venture capital firm or going through angel investments, which I imagine both would have been quite good routes for you at that point? Yeah, um, crowdfunding come with uh, angel investment as well. So basically we need to get some attraction first. So that would be angel investment who leads the crowdfunding campaign and then the cloud will follow. Um, so we crowdfunding. Did you have to go out then and speak to angel investors? Yeah, we brought in the first angel investors to lead the campaign and that's from a friend. <laughs> um, and uh, who believed in us. <laughs> and then um, the reason to go for crowdfunding is because we see a good marketing, a cool way of marketing. And rather than going for um, like maybe Dragon Stand or VC, for example, you, you get more people supporting it. Um, you got people who uh, work in different fields and they, they can refer to or tell their friends about it. And like we got more funds behind this concept and brand. So we just thought it's a good way to get royalty and marketing. And that's why we went for crowdfunding. Fantastic. So you did a raise of, of half a million pounds on that first raise and your valuation at that point was five million, which is quite a strong valuation. Very impressive. Yeah. Did you have any challenges in trying to work out what your valuation should be? Um, it's more the, um, if we go through alternative route, we might not get such good valuation, but we kind of, um, of course, this, this business needs a lot of cash. Um, we would probably need funding down the line. So if we don't want to um, develop the business and, and then at the end of it, we got a small personal equity. And that's what I see what happened with some other co um, companies, some other business end up like that. So that's what we don't want. And cost going uh, with a higher push for a higher valuation, and, and see what happens. And I think we succeeded. Yeah. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 great to go out bold like that. I mean, I think yeah. you know people get nervous and they think, oh, I, you know, I don't dare to have such a high valuation because nobody will back me. But people obviously saw the potential in your business. Yeah. 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 I think. And did you find it? I mean, I know one of the things that that people often worry about at the beginning is, you know, which platform should I be raising on? Yeah. What, what sort of things were you thinking about when you tried to decide where you would do your crowdfund? Um, so there are two big platforms, Cedars and Crowdcube. So we, we talked to a few people, we did a, a few comparisons, and then uh, because of the nominee structure with Cedars, we feel more comfortable because you all the investors come as one group come as one person rather than we have to manage millions of investors that's that could be time consuming that's why we went for cedars um cloudcube is a good platform in terms of it's uh their marketing might be stronger uh, but in terms of from the legal perspective we decided to go with cedars because of the nominee structure 
yeah. I mean, how many investors did you have in that round? Do you remember? Wow, well, there are like lots of lots, uh, a few big investors, maybe four or five, and then there are lots of smaller ones, and uh, probably over hundreds, three hundred yeah. actually, three hundred altogether. Wow, yeah. So you don't want three hundred people all being on your cap table. <laughs> no. <laughs> hard work. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think what I think one an interesting point about your business actually, Julie, is that you know. Um, Lots of entrepreneurs feel that investors are only interested in tech businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that you've clearly proved that that is not the case mm-hmm. um, because Cheeky Panda is not a tech business. You're a product business. What, what do you think were the key things that really attracted investors to what you were doing? I think it's green. Um, the future is green because think of how many trees we are cutting down and how much plastic pollution are out there. Um, it's a serious problem and tech is amazing but then if the planet is in a bad shape then no matter how good our technology can become we're still not having a good environment to live so end of the day it's, it's, it's everyone's responsibility to make this world a better place yeah. uh, I think there are lots of conscious consumers and investors out there and people realise that this is really um, something we need to start doing and investing now. Yeah. So the sustainability angle on, on a product, very, very strong. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then you, you did a second crowdfunding round. So how long was it between the two fundraising rounds? Um, that was a year. Yeah. Yeah. That was a year. And oh. the sec- second round was 1.5 million? At a, tw- at a 25 million valuation, so five times the valuation within a year. Yeah. Wow, amazing. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, you know, what did you feel um, happened really in that year to enable you to, to increase your valuation by, by five? Because I'm sure that so many entrepreneurs listening will be thinking, that's what I want to do. How did you do it? <laughs> um, we believe in our business, we believe in our effort, and we not call, not just like buy and sell products, we actually design products. So this is 100% plastic-free pocket tissue, first in the market, no plastic at all, and it's all 100% ultra-sustainable bamboo in there. So I believe myself in terms of creating good products and to lead the business into a global scale, and that's what we are doing now. We're launching into America, we're launching into China, um, so we do believe the value we create for this business is, is, is really huge. Mm. Um, that's why we don't, we're not afraid to go for a higher valuation. Yeah, good for you. I mean, huge potential to scale. Yeah. So doing, sec- doing crowdfunding a second time, yeah. did, you, did, it, did you find it much easier or was it just as difficult or was it harder? Um, it's easier but it's still because of the valuation and because of ooh, how much money we're looking to raise it's 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 of course it has challenge mm. uh but having done two runs we kind of know what we're doing mm. um the, we pull our the original investors in the first run a lot of them follow on because then the first time they see us in whole foods uh, let's see us in like niche natural organic channels like us natural intended Amazon, but now they're seeing us in boots. Um, 
in health, uh, in, in more bigger retailers. So, and we export to 15, 20 countries. So they, be, they, they feel confident to follow on as well. Yeah. And it's also, we speak to lead investor, that's the figure they are comfortable with. So that's why we, we, we decide to launch with this valuation because our lead investor happy with this figure. So did you get, so the lead investment in your second round, was that angel invest, an angel investor or did you get institutional investment at that point? So that was, uh, so that was angels from the first round who lead the first round. Uh, majority of them follow on with, with bigger cash. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's another one of the, the reasons why crowdfunding is so good because some people come in on the first round, just mm. dip their toe in the water, they give you a small amount. And yeah. then if you prove yourself, you've got a, you know, a great source of, of funding for the future because of all those hundreds of investors. I think people forget that as well. You know, it's, it's the, what you can get from in the future, not just on the, the first round. Yeah, that's right. Because um, even some of the friends and family who didn't manage to get in the first round, they, they come in and invest quite a lot in the second round because they don't want to miss out the opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I actually think pushing a higher valuation is kind of a good way because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, if you did that the first time, what are you going to do now? <laughs> Some of my friends say, oh, if we don't invest now, we probably won't be able to manage to get in. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I mean, also, you know, you've got a really unique proposition and something that really hadn't been seen on crowdfunding before. So, I think there's something in that as well that people are kind of like, wow, this is amazing, you know. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. I mean, was there, was there, you know, lots of positivity coming from you, which is amazing, Julie. I love your positivity. But are there any things that you think, oh, I wish I'd done that differently? Or, you know, if I could tell somebody one thing where I'd say, don't do that. Anything that pops into your head? <laughs> well... Well, sometimes business, uh, people make mistakes, which is normal, um, but then just fix it quickly. Um, then the business is still going to the right direction. That's the, what, the most important thing. Um, I think because of the experience we have in terms of, I, I've been doing various different things before I start this business, that kind of give me a strong foundation to build this business. Um, um, there's not a lot I would have done differently, but we did uh, uh, have, I did have a, my first baby last year, so that's kind of intense. <laughs> that must have been challenging. So don't, don't tell me you were fundraising at the same time as being pregnant. Or having no, I think that's maybe already born, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people do it, but that's really interesting. And is that something that, um, it, you know, you talk to investors about or you've had any concerns from investors about? Have you had to manage it with them? Um, you know, in a good way, kind of push the uh, more, we hire more people which to support the scale because before I was quite hands-on on things, but then I was forced to let other people do it, which is a good thing because then the business transact from only a few people to more people and more departments. And, and I transit from a, a hands-on entrepreneur to a, manager, to a CEO and a manager. So for me, that is a step up. For me, it's a, a growth as well for myself. 
Um, so I think in a good way that that's a uh, that kind of push that. But on the other hand, it's quite intensive to have baby and a big growing business at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, and, and when you're fundraising as well, I mean, it, it can really suck up a lot of your time. Did you find that when you were raising? Yes, um, but because we, we bring people on a journey. So people who, when we first talk to people about it, people will say, oh, okay, okay. But now they're really into it. They tell everyone about it. So we bring people on a journey that kind of makes things easier. On a on a second round, so and a lot of uh, a lot of people who actually watching us and have opportunity to chip in, um, so we, we close the round quite quick as well. Yeah, great, that's good. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. You know, being one of the things about crowdfunding, you can do it quite quickly. It gives you that um, a very yeah. tight time scale. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just raise if you do it well, raise and then get on with mm -hmm. building the business yeah so any um final words of wisdom for the for female founders out there who are thinking about raising any so, you would recommend that they do yeah so about that is i think i don't think it's about female or male it's more about if you have a strong business or not mm -hmm. um i think female or male will have equal opportunities and even me go up in china um it's still got opportunities. So I think the business itself has to be strong. Um, um, and foundation has to be strong. Then if you believe, believe in yourself, then people will believe in you. Yeah. I think what, one of the things I've heard, and you, I'd like to hear your view on it actually, Julie, is that actually in China, mm. there is much more, there is a much stronger diversity in entrepreneurship and actually female founders, as you say, are just as you know, equally able to, to build and grow businesses, mm. um, perhaps more so than in the UK. And I wonder whether that has given you that, that confidence and the belief that you can go out there and do it, which is so essential. Um, I think on the other hand, actually, um, in Asia, females are in more submissive position than in the West. And from my perspective, it seems that in the West, females are stronger. Um, so actually, it's the other way around. <laughs> but I think in modern society, females, as long as you are strong, you know, you, as good as men, I, I don't think it's where, where you are in the world. It's more about believing yourself, do, do what you can do best. Yeah, so believe in yourself. Amazing. So what's next for Cheeky Panda? Do you think you're going to be, will you raise money again for the next round of growth? Um, we are in quite good shape now. So the business is making good profit. Um, we should be able to self-sustain. But because we're launching to USA, we're launching to China, we launching to other countries in Europe. So it's, it's growing globally. Um, we might need a little bit more cash, but for now, I think we are fine. <laughs> good, that's a good position to be in. I have to say, I, f I feel compelled to go out and buy some of your toilet roll. I admit I have never tried it, but I'm now going to order it now. I know it's on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I'm sure my kids will absolutely love the packaging. Yeah, with this plastic, we've tissue available with retailers and so. 
yeah, everything is transacting to plastic free. Um, that's my ultimate go to design products that it's good for the environment and for your, for your skin as well. <laughs> I think it's brilliant what you're doing. And I'm so impressed with the rate of growth. God knows where you're going to be in the next 12 months. <laughs> um, thank you so much for telling us about your experience fundraising, Julie. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we wish you all the very best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for following Fundraising Stories with Female Founders. This content is all provided to you for free. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe so you never miss another one. Enter the Arena has helped hundreds of female founders fly through pre-raise and investment and onto the exponential growth of their business. Our first-hand experience, expert guidance and proven programs help female founders unleash the Wonder Woman inside. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to www.entertheArena.co.uk. I'm Julia Elliott-Brown and I look forward to talking with you soon.